Welcome to Taking Back Her Brain with Love, the only podcast using neuroscience and self-coaching strategies to rewire your brain to get the results you want in your life. With your host, Coach Amber Lynn. Thank you for joining me today on episode 26. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about taking back our brain from our mental chaos. Today, I want to talk about the concept of a managed mind. I was doing a series on TikTok about the rules of having a managed mind, and I wanted to share it here with you all. Before I shared with you the rules of having a managed mind, I want to tell you how this concept of having a managed mind has changed my life. You see, before life coaching and thought work, I had no inner peace. I believed every thought and I believed every feeling. I mentally, physically, and even emotionally rejected myself. I was not happy with who I was. I was a person who fought depression, fought anxiety, and fought their sexuality. My entire content is not centered on my sexuality, but it has been a huge part of me that I rejected and I didn't accept for a long time. I've always been someone who wanted to be a role model for my younger siblings, for my cousins, for my friends and family. I never wanted to be someone that people couldn't look up to. As a result, that turned into never being someone who lived a life opposite of, quote, what was accepted by her family and society. I was always a feminist, but to me, that was a duh, because all humans deserve equal rights. To be a woman who was attracted to other women, though, that was hard to accept. It was harder to share, and it was a huge part of who I was, and am. I also hated my body. I never felt beautiful. I had my moments, but I was so harsh on myself. I felt like I looked too much like my dad, which meant I was too masculine, and I was always heavier. I was never thin. My brain constantly compared myself to my sisters because that's what brains do, but I didn't know that. My brain constantly compared myself to my cousins. And really, any female that I thought was beautiful based on society standards. I hated that I had depression. I would get so mad at myself during down cycles. I hated that I didn't feel like doing the smallest things, like brush my teeth, let alone keep up with the million to-dos of a single mom who works a full-time job. I would be so hard and mean to myself during these down cycles that it just all felt heavier. When I felt anxiety, I would be so irritated with myself, just like anger, frustration, annoyance. When I felt those, I would be so mad at myself. I would get mad at myself for having human emotions, making it mean that I wasn't strong, making it mean that my life wasn't put together, making it mean I was a mess, making it mean I wasn't like all the other people, all the other humans, you know the upbeat, positive, happy ones. I was always upset with myself. I couldn't catch a break from society, let alone myself. I learned on my journey of loving and accepting all of me. The tool that helped me get there was the concept of having a managed mind. So I felt like I should share it with you all. I'm first going to go through the rules, which I'm still adding to each day, <laughs> of what Having a managed mind is, 
And then over the next several episodes, I'll go further into detail of what they mean. So rule number one for having a managed mind. And it turns out I had two rule number ones that are like tied for rule number one because they're so important. All circumstances are neutral and you have to feel your feelings. Rule number two, our thoughts create our emotions. Rule number three, our feelings drive our actions. Rule number four, our thoughts create our results. Rule number five, other people's opinions and thoughts of us don't matter. Rule number six, knowing you can feel any emotion is what will get you to wherever you want to be in life. Rule number seven, life is 50-50, accepting the feelings you feel. Rule number eight, holding space for other people to be who they are. Rule number nine, holding space for someone's reactions to you. Rule number 10, acknowledging and accepting other people don't cause your feelings. Rule number 11, knowing your nervous system responds. Fight, flight, freeze, and how it shows up in your daily reactions and how it feels in your body. Rule number 12, knowing your brain is not a reliable source. It is not a truth teller. Rule number 12, knowing your brain is not a reliable source. I just read that one. Sorry. Rule number 13, talking back to your brain. Rule number 14, our brain just wants to only have one thing be true. But what if contradicting things could be true as well? Rule number 15, making a decision and having your own back no matter how it turns out. Rule number 16, knowing that any thought you want to think is available to you right now. Rule number 17, knowing that any feeling you want to create is available to you right now. Rule number 18, most everything can be developed with a change, a shift in mindset. Rule number 19, any belief you want to have about yourself is available to you right now. Rule number 20, you are inherently worthy regardless of anything you do. And I'm sure as time goes on, I'll add more to rules of having a managed mind. So rule number one, all circumstances are neutral. Circumstances are anything that happens outside of you. Something someone says, an event that happened, a situation that took place, you see, when we can metacognitively understand that all circumstances are neutral, which simply means think about our thoughts and accept that all circumstances are neutral, we take our power and our control back. Things are no longer out of our control. Things are no longer happening to us. We are no longer victims in our own home or in our own life. We learn that we get to decide that we we get to decide what we make any circumstance mean. When we decide to objectively look at circumstances and decide what we want it to mean and not just take things our brain automatically offers us, we gain power. 
You see, when we experience circumstances that don't feel good, our brains typically offer us similar negative self-talk, like, see, you were never good enough. They don't like you. They don't care about you. You aren't smart enough. You aren't pretty enough. See, they never thought you were capable. See, you are inadequate. But when we see a circumstance as neutral, we get to ask ourselves, why are we choosing that thought? Why are we choosing to believe this thought our brain just gives us and is hoping that we'll believe? What if that wasn't the real story? What if that thought it throws at us is not actually facts or truth and we get to decide what it means. If every circumstance is neutral, we learn how to manage our mind around it. We learn we get to choose what we decide to believe. The second part of this is you have to feel your feelings. What does this mean? So many of us, so many of us, want to avoid, buffer, reject, dismiss uncomfortable feelings. And as a result, we don't show up for ourselves or other people the way that we actually want to because we're too busy trying to hush our brain, trying to switch gears, trying to stop feeling our feelings. What happens is that this just creates a bigger buffer cycle and then the feeling is still there, still waiting, still needing to be felt. When we are too scared, too anxious to feel our feelings, it puts us in a place of like, how do you say? It puts you like in a place where you are not in control anymore. You don't get to choose your reaction to it because now you're being reactive to your feelings. Our primitive brain has made us feel like we're going to die when we feel certain feelings. It's our job to come back and to teach our brain and to teach our body that we can feel and handle any sensation that goes through our body because feelings are just sensations in our body. The problem is, is we feel a sensation in our body. We feel uncomfortable. We feel like a failure. We feel fear, etc. We feel rejection. And we make it mean that something's wrong. We make it mean that we're wrong. We make it mean a circumstance or situation is wrong or unfair or it goes on, right? But what if you could feel fear and nothing was wrong? What if you're allowed to feel uncomfortable and it wasn't a problem? How many more boundaries would you be able to successfully enact if feeling uncomfortable was okay? How many more goals or dreams would you try to accomplish if you knew feeling the fear of failure was okay? How many uncomfortable situations would you decide to speak up in instead of sitting quietly if you knew that feeling your feelings and feeling uncomfortable was okay and that you weren't actually going to die? The more that we practice teaching our brain 
that we can feel uncomfortable feelings. We can feel the sensations in our body and it doesn't have to mean anything. The more we prepare ourselves mentally, physically, emotionally for any circumstance to be able to show up with our highest intent, our most authentic person. Don't get me wrong. There will be times when our brain is automatic and we have an automatic response and we're still buffering, we're still avoiding, we're still resisting. But the more that we consciously and acutely practice to be aware of our thoughts, to be aware of what we're trying not to feel, we can't unsee it. And when we can't unsee it, we become more aware. And when we're more aware, we are allowed to practice and do things intentionally to expand our brain's ability and capacity for feeling uncomfortable emotions. So if you're looking to have more inner peace and more managed mind experiences, it's learning that feelings are not a problem. Feelings are created by the thoughts that you have. Feelings are just sensations in your body. Some feel comfortable, some feel uncomfortable. And it's the art of learning to drop back into your body, to feel those sensations in your body, and to calm your brain back down. Talking back to your brain. Talking back to the primitive part of your brain that wants to freak the fuck out. And really knowing that you are okay. And that you're not going to die. And that these sensations of insecurity, inadequacy, rejection, failure, fear, they're just uncomfortable sensations that are created by a thought. It's not actually created by the circumstance. It's not actually created by things outside of us. So we get to take our control and our power back. And we get to equip ourselves with the armor of being able to feel any feelings. So when we are open to the possibility that all circumstances are neutral, and then when we're open to the possibility that we are able and capable of feeling any emotion, we are able to empower ourselves with the tools that we need to go after the life that we want. To be able to be our true, authentic self who accepts ourselves and loves ourselves without listening to our narrative that is comparing ourselves to other people. Without listening to the voices and the thoughts in our head that tells us what the other people are thinking. Which we can't really know because they don't really tell us unless they're telling us. But even when they're telling us, we get to decide if we want to keep their thoughts or not. We get to decide. Is choosing that thought helping you? Is choosing that thought serving you? Is avoiding that feeling serving you? Most of the time, avoiding those feelings is your brain's way of protecting you. It's protecting you from... Con from exerting energy. It's protecting you from pain. It's protecting you from being outside of your comfort zone. So think about it. 
If you have a brain that is used to feeling insecure, inadequate, rejection, your brain wants to protect you from those feelings, so it's going to want you to hide. It's going to want you to stay small. It's going to want you to be or do things that make you feel invisible so that you feel protected, so that you won't be seen. But by you believing in your brain's message to stay small, to be quiet, to blend in, you're actually not doing what is best for you, which is being your authentic, true self. And it's keeping you small and it's hiding you from your future potentials. So if you want to learn more about this and you want to learn how to do these things, I would love the opportunity to work with you. So email me at Amberlynn at takingbackherbrain.com. Follow me on Instagram at takingbackherbrain.com. I am also now on TikTok, Coach Amberlynn, coach.amber.lynn. Actually, it's life.coach.amber.lynn. I will see you there. And remember to take care of yourself. Rule number one for having a managed mind. All circumstances are neutral, and you are capable of feeling any feeling. Thank you for joining me today. Remember, don't forget to like this podcast and share it with anyone you think it could benefit, which in my opinion is all of your friends. It is my life's mission to get this podcast and content out to all women. Please remember to follow me on Instagram at takingbackherbrain. You can also find my website at www.takingbackherbrain.com and sign up for a free consultation call. I will also be starting an eight-week coaching program where you will have access to me as a one-on-one coach for an hour a week, along with access to my private Facebook community and access to all of my content. I absolutely look forward to working with you. If you have any questions, please email me at amberlynn at takingbackherbrain.com because I would love to hear from you. Have a great day and I'll see you next time.